welcome to St. Florian's, the podcast that tells the stories of those who serve the common good. And I'm your host, Father Matthew Young. St. Florian is the patron saint of firefighters, chimney sweeps, and soap makers. Today, I do not have a firefighter, chimney sweep, or soap maker, but I have one of the neatest people you're ever going to find. Her name is Lena Hill. Lena is a native of Bellevue, Kentucky, which is right across from Cincinnati, Ohio. And she is recently retired after spending 25 years as a 911 operator and police and fire dispatcher in Campbell County, Kentucky, in Northern Kentucky, originally starting in the city of Newport. She is that voice, or was that voice, on the other end of the line when you called 911 or the police department for all sorts of things. Lena, welcome to St. Florian's. Hi, thank you. How are you, friend? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. And thank you. And it's good to be with you. I'm thrilled that you're here. Lena, so you spent 25 years as a 911 operator in northern Kentucky, specifically in Campbell County, originally starting for the city of Newport Police Department. That is correct. 25 years. That's a long time. That's like a prison sentence for a murder, too. <laughs> and, Sometimes and it felt got, that way. <laughs> and you just got out, right? I did. I, I did. I bonded. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations on, Thank you. on 25 years. And now you've taken a part-time job. I have. Now working in I your was, retirement. And, and so are you, are you now dispatching for another agency or serving? What, do, what are you doing now? I am uh, prepping the vegetables at Mellow Mushroom. Fantastic. That's it. I was retired for 10 total days before and I needed to get out of the house again and get and get a job. So that's a that's a bit of a transition, right? You go yes. from people in their worst, no one calls the police department on a good day. Correct. So you go from people in their worst situations of life to a task where you can actually see the immediate results. Exactly. And it is no stress, no phone calls. Nobody bothers me. I have a list of stuff I have to make every day. And when I get that list done, I get to go home. I'm typically working like seven to two or three. 25 years as a 911 operator in Northern Kentucky. Tell me, tell me about, uh, tell me about something good. Tell me about something good that happened in one of your shifts that you're like, holy cow, I just, Help save someone's life. Um, oh, you put me on the spot. Well, I mean, every day was like that. Every day was a feel good about what I do. I was very proud of my career, very proud of my coworkers and the people in the field, you know, the police officers, firemen. Um, so if if you had something that that okay, somebody's gonna call and and they need the police, and just you sending them there and you keeping people on the line and learning more about the situation that they're in and getting them the help that they need. I mean, they thank you and you feel good. And it's just the whole shift, you know, is not always like that. I don't want to make it sound like it's wonderful all the time because it's not, but you feel good in the little things, you know, Oh, I, I helped, I helped a guy one time. This is not even police or fire related. He left his glasses at a restaurant. Really? And he didn't know the phone number to the restaurant. Not only did I give him the phone number of the restaurant, I don't know why he called me, but he did. I call, I, 
I looked up the number to the restaurant and transferred him through to it. And I said, he was an elderly gentleman. And I said, I have this elderly man on the line that needed to know if he left his glasses there. And, and they had them. And he, he wrote a note. He wrote a letter to my supervisor thanking me for going above and beyond. And he called me Jill. So that's why my supervisor called me Jill for years. But, and it's, it's just little, little things like that. I mean, I helped a guy find his glasses and then I help, a, you know, um, a, a lady find her toddler that wandered off. It's just all, it's all rewarding. There's no telling really how many countless tens of thousands of lives that you impacted in that, in that time period. Really. Yeah. I, I think that the number of people that probably called for an ambulance, the number of people who called because their loved one was overdosing on heroin, the number of people that called because their husband that they thought they loved was beating the crap out of them, right? you know, and, and tough, tough situations, which gives rise to a whole field of work of uh, secondary uh, traumatic stress and, and carrying that around and, and, and that kind of stuff. Did, did any of those calls ever start to weigh on you at all? Oh, very much, very much. And the, those specific instances that you just named is a typical day. That's a typical shift. Those kind of calls, um, and it, it gets hard and I, I don't know how far I can go with some things here, but I, I've been on the other line while somebody has shot themselves. I've been on the other line while somebody saw, watched somebody shoot themselves or came home and found somebody hanging, you know, it's extremely stressful. And, and then, then you have this typical, you know, just your basic difficulty breathing squad run and you don't even find out what happens. I, I used to say, it's like giving birth to a baby and you don't know what you had. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but we got him to the hospital. So did you ever visualize what the people on the other end of the phone looked like? Oh, all the time. Yeah. 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 And and you're usually wrong. Well, with technology advances today, you can look them up on Facebook if you wanted to, but you're usually wrong, (laughs) but which I guess I, I guess that's a good thing. It's funny how you would have a certain image of what you think somebody would look like in a particular, a particular situation. Yeah. What are some of the silly things that people called about on the phone? Oh, we always used to get, you know, wins trick or treat and they, do, they call 911. The time change, does do the clocks go back or do they go forward or, you know, just wins trick or treat and stuff like that. And wh- why didn't Rumpke pick up my garbage? That's a good one. Or it, it snowed six inches and they want to know how the roads are. How the roads are. They needed to get somewhere. When are they going to get to my street? I, I we don't have that information. We've called them out, but I can't tell you when they're going to hit. You know, O'Fallon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you grew up in Bellevue, Kentucky. I huh? did. A river rat did. girl, like yeah. some others here in, in northern Kentucky. What was that? What was uh, your growing up years like? My growing up years were fun. I had a good time. Um, I had a lot of friends. We used to walk back and forth on the avenue. Back then, Marianne Theater was oh, alive and running, listen, and that was I had fun. The shit scared out of me when I was a little boy. Uh, I think I went to the Marianne. Is it now? For those of you listening, the Marianne is a, a was a theater in Bellevue, Kentucky, right on the main drag. And my dad, I at least this is etched in my mind. I guess this happened, but they took me to see some horrific film or movie called The Giant Spider or something. I've been <laughs> terrified of spiders. I think going back before ever, my time. Ever since. <laughs> you know? Going back before my but time. But so you went to the Marianne and yeah. got your, 
Yeah, we just used to walk around and hang out on the corner. Nothing bad. Hanging out on the corner? Hanging, <laughs> hanging out on the corner and by the movie theater and just walk around and yell at boys. That's all we did. <laughs> it was fun. So one of the things that strikes me about you, Lena, is that I've, I've met a lot of people in the do-gooder businesses. I've met a lot of priests and deacons and bishops in the church business. I've met a lot of firefighters, cops in the public service business, road workers, um, 911 operators, dispatchers, uh, nurses, doctors, and the whole kit and caboodle. But you have a unique operation that I've never seen anybody do before. And you started an organization that simply helps people, and I believe it's called Rocks. What's that stand for? And Correct. What's that about? Um, it is a Facebook group, and it is called Rocks, which stands for Ripples of Caring, Kindness, and Support. And it is about 6,000 members strong right now, and I, I run it with a few of my friends. I actually started it with my friend Tina Bear, and... Um, her and I both started in a different group, the Good Samaritans, uh, which was based mostly out of Cincinnati. And I would see it on my Facebook wall or my feed showing up where somebody was asking for something that they needed. And sometimes it was a simple need. Like what? What? Like um, diapers for their baby or um, dishes or any, you know, anything like that. Bedding, blankets. We, we, we used to go downtown and help the homeless when they were allowed to be down there under the bridge. We used to get care packages and, you know, gloves, hats, scarves, coats, and everything and take it down there for them. And that, that, that was going on in that group. And if somebody made a post and it came across my, my feed, I was just like, well, I have extra spoons. You know, I have extra dishes or extra, you know, bath towels. I just get them in a garbage bag together and message that person and tell them that I can help them and meet their need. And then I would just deliver it to them or meet them somewhere and, you know, meet their need. And it felt good. It feel, it was gives you a good feeling. I mean, they're super appreciative. And sometimes they even cry, you know, out of happiness. Nobody's ever helped me before. And to me, it's a little simple thing just to have something extra, you know, extra dishes or something that I, don't, I never use. What's the most bizarre request you ever had? Um, well, it's, this sticks in my head. Sometimes I, I saw somebody want, um, a violin. They oh. were asking for a violin oh, lovely. because, um, the lady was in hospice and the husband used to play for her and he wanted to cry <laughs> and he wanted to play for her before she passed away. And I thought, how am I ever going to get this gentleman a violin? And I made a post in the group does anybody have one and lo and behold somebody messaged me and they said i have a violin my daughter doesn't use it anymore she played in college or she played in high school and she doesn't use it she's just sitting in her closet let me call my daughter to see if she doesn't mind if i give it to you and it was the best thing ever he she gave me met me at target in the parking lot i probably owe them rent for parking spaces i used to take up to meet people <laughs> and give things away but um then she gave me the violin, and then I got with the lady that was requesting it and gave it to him, and he got to play for her before she passed. And it, it was just a lovely thing to do. It felt good. So there's 6,000 people. Are most of those people in greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, we do help people in Cincinnati, but we are mostly in northern in Kentucky. In northern Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So 
It's, and so where did you come up with this name? Um, I wish I could answer that, but I just made it up. I right. really it's just like made Wordle, it up. It's like Wordle, R-O-C-K-S, right? Yes. You could rocks. I think yeah. I'll... I was trying to think of a bunch of positive, you know, things that, that, that those letters could stand for. And I just like, I was like, well, I always, you know, in the Good Samaritans, they always talked about being a ripple. And when you cast a stone into, you know, the lake, it creates a ripple effect. And I wanted to be a ripple. And I was like, you ripple, you rip, <laughs> rip ripples of caring, kindness and support. I'm like, oh, that spells rocks. That's awesome. And then you, had, then you had your name right <laughs> and there. Then I had it. Yeah. And then I told my friend, we're doing this. We're going to do this. How many posts a day for requests for things probably come in on your group? Um, I would probably say between 20 and 30. Really? 20 and 30? And, yeah. and I would say a high percentage of those are met? Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I would If I would have looked up my statistics, because it gives you everything in your, when you run a group, it gives you everything. So I don't have my specific numbers, but... A lot of things are, are met, and and I would I'm surprised sometimes because somebody you know asks for um, a trampoline has been asked for before, and the post comes to me to the admins that I help I run the group with, they come to me to be approved, and I'm like, how is this person ever going to get a trampoline? And I let it in because I'm like, heck, I don't know, you never know what's going to happen, and somebody gave her a trampoline, and I was like, oh, she got a trampoline, I can't believe it. That's I know amazing. it sounds simple, but well, no, a trampoline would not be a simple thing to do. But you, you feel like, oh, I'm not going to let that in because nobody's going to have a trampoline. And yet, somebody does. I don't judge. <laughs> right? I don't judge. That's actually this upcoming Sunday's lectionary from Luke six of "Do not judge, and you will not be judged." So I don't know if you know that or not, but that'll preach. I, mm-hmm. So I think that um, what's interesting to me though is that a lot of people will give. And a lot of people, very generously, and I'm not suggesting that that's a bad thing at all, but you go a step further in my mind. What sets you a little bit apart from so many people that I've met over the years, and no disrespect to anybody else, you don't really have any hesitation whatsoever to go and meet the person. No. I won't go in their house or anything like that. And I try to do it in a public place, a store that's open, um, or well-lit area, just in case, you know, for my safety. All right, I, so I let's, don't know. Let's do a list here of things that have been given away on your group, yes or no. Furniture. Yes. Clothes. Yes. Food. Yes. Toys. Yes. Uh, trampolines. Yes. Right? Violins. <laughs> Violins, yes. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, bedding. Bedding, absolutely. Dishes, housewares, kitchenwares. Um China cabinets, which falls under furniture, but I've I've seen people de- donate. I mean, you could, not only are you making a post asking for something, but there's people that make posts and donate stuff. Televisions, yes. Couches. I actually got a television from the myself. Did you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did couches. Yes. How about cash? No, no cash. That is the first rule of the group is there's no buying or selling. Like if you made a post that you needed diapers for your kid, I can say I can buy you some, but you can't say, can somebody give me money so I can go get diapers? Right. No. So there's no buying and no selling. Yeah. You have any other rules? Um, we do. The second rule is you need to use please and thank you. I feel that you should say please and thank you. 
if you handed me something in person, I would say, thank you. Or please, could you give me that? Or can you hand me that? Thank you. So that is a stipulation that your post, if you're asking for something in the rocks group, needs to say please and thank you or some form of, you know, gratitude. Does anybody ever argue with you over that? Oh, yes. Very much, very much. And actually somebody told me quite a few years ago because I would get a little aggravated at the fact that it was not being used sometimes and they would say maybe they didn't grow up that way. Maybe they didn't grow up having to say it or having parents or guardians that taught them to say it. Maybe they just asked for things in the, you know, in the household and never had to be polite about it, or they're not used to people speaking that way, so they don't do it. And I was like, you know what, you're right, but I'm still not changing the rule. <laughs> I still don't want to change the rule. I right. still want you to be nice. And if you're nice, <laughs> if you're nice in your asking, people read that because the, these posts are coming across your Facebook, you see them, sure. and they're coming across your wall and you see them all the time. And if you had, you know, paper plates that this lady needs, if she's like, y'all got any paper plates? <laughs> could, could you do that again? <laughs> y'all, y'all got any paper plates? Because <laughs> some groups don't have rules like that. So if you say, please, does anybody have any paper plates? I could really use some. Thank you so much. You're more tempted to be like, I don't have any paper plates, but I'm going to buy this lady some because she's really sweet. She She sounds really nice. (laughs) We're going to get you those paper plates. I want to help her. Well, that is, there is so true. I mean, and, and just to, to think about the number of postings we see on social media and many of them are, sometimes they're my own family. If you're listening, friends and others they do not hesitate to ridicule someone. They don't hesitate, whether it's a political leader or someone close, right. make fun of someone. Uh, they don't hesitate to innuendo and put down. And and all we have to do is see someone who thinks they got shortchanged out of a parking space at Kroger to see how ugly somebody can act and that yeah. kind of stuff. And And I was just <clears throat> speaking with someone the other day about what has happened to us in this world right now that says, I'm right and you're wrong, no matter what, and I have a right somehow or another to treat you awfully, and it's okay. It's terrible. People are just, they're mean anymore. You know, I'm in different groups, not even regarding donations or giving things away or helping people, but they just talk to people like there's, they're just hiding behind like their phone. Down, right? Oh, yeah. I don't like that negativity. I actually have another group called Sparkle, which actually stands for a bunch of stuff too. Support, positivity, acknowledgement, and stuff like that. I don't even remember what Sparkle stands for, but all we do is post positivity. Interesting. It's not, it's not a giving thing. We did. We do have get-togethers, not since COVID, oh, but we have COVID. get-togethers. We used to go to Donato's Pizza. They got a little pizza party room and play bingo and give away things when you win the bingo and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm all about trying to stay positive. And if I see anything negative, I literally scroll on. I don't want to have anything. I I mean, I've had 25 years of everything negative happening. You know, when somebody calls 911, yeah, no one calls on a good day. They don't call just to say hi. They don't call to say, Hey, I'm doing great today. How are you? You know, those phone calls don't happen. And I knew that getting into that career, but 25 years of that can really weigh you down. How did you get into uh, police dispatching? How did you get into wanting <laughs> to funny. be a 911 operator? 
a funny story with that. Um, I was a waitress at Ponderosa Steakhouse in Newport. I was probably 19, 20. And I was waiting on, I always had this group of officers, policemen that came Come in. Come in here and get their chopped sirloin with half price off. Well, you know, they don't get to eat a full lunch or a full dinner, so they have to do it at a buffet so they can eat and run, literally. Yes. So they would always come in and... It's not a hit and run, it's an eat and run. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> you never know when your next call's coming. Right. So they they were um, sitting around the table, I was waiting on them, and I heard their radio chatter and their voices like that, and one of the officers said, you should do that. And I'm like, what is it? And he was like, "It's a, she's the dispatcher. Listen to her. So I listened to her on his radio for a little while. And then I was like, that sounds really cool because I've never, never, never knew about that. I mean, that. it's a similar thing. Somebody calls in with their order and you place the order, right? I'll have right. a chopped yeah. uh, ribeye medium rare with a baked potato light on the sour cream or whatever, right? <laughs> with no light or no siren. Right. No lights, no lights. get right to say the same thing. <laughs> but um, so I, I, he set me up with a... Uh, I, they have ride-alongs, but I'll call it a sit-along. So he set me up with the dispatcher to do a sit-in and just go and see what, what it was about. And I loved it from the second I sat down. I'm like, I want to do this. And they weren't hiring at the time, so it took me like a year to get the job. But in 1996, I became a Newport Police and Fire Dispatcher. And then I was strictly just Newport Police and Fire from 96 till 2002. And then the county merged. And they merged the Campbell County Police, the Fort Thomas Police, and the Newport Dispatch Centers all together into one. We're st- still in Which the Which still is how it is now. Yes. It's currently still Campbell County Consolidated Dispatch. Do you miss it at all? No. <laughs> I don't. How is something that rewarding something that you don't miss? Because it was very stressful. Did you take it home with you? I did. I took it home. I, I tried my best not to. Um... But but things stick with you, and you you know like what? Well, if there I was a single mom at the time, so if there was any type of child abuse, especially any child, but a child close to the same age as mine, it just makes you think. And then you go home and you just crawl in bed with your child and and give her a big hug and just mm-hmm. thank God that that didn't happen to you, or you know even a bad car accident and a child gets hurt or or killed in an accident, you just go home and and thank. That it's not, be thankful that it's not your family and then go to sleep, get up and do it all over again. And something else is going to happen, you know, not just to children, if anything happens to anybody. And it, it's, it's, it's a lot to deal with. Do you ever feel unappreciated or undervalued in the work? I feel like, um, I, I don't, th- I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't think say underappreciated um, there's not much recognition for what we do. Um, I mean, they have dispatcher of the year and things like that. And if right. you do something extraordinary, they come in and pat you on the back and tell you, thanks. And, you know, you might get your name on a plaque for something that you do did well, which is wonderful. Those are wonderful things. And that is appreciation, but those are few and far between, and even used, though I am sitting requires some horrendous thing to have happened. Right. It's not the daily thing. grind. Yeah. Right. I am not, I sit down and do my job for 12 hours a day and I push all the buttons. I take all the phone calls and I, I did my job. I mean, that's what they pay me to do. So to go above, you'd have to go above and beyond to be recognized for something more than what you're paid to do. 
I'm, I'm paid to send you an ambulance. I'm paid to send you a cop. I'm paid to send, you know, a fire truck to your, the house that's on fire or your car that's on fire. That's my job. So I don't expect somebody to come in and say, good job sending them a police officer or good job sending them a fire truck. And I would look at you like, what are you talking about? That's what I'm paid to do. That's what I love to do. That's why I'm here. But it, so when you go above and beyond, I guess there's recognition there for that. It seems to me that you might carry around a little bit of secondary trauma. You're, you are sort of directing, if you will, the lives of people that you may not even know them. Right. Right. That um, you're sending help and assistance to, no, here's where I'm going to go with this. You're sending help and assistance to people who call and you don't know who they are. You're directing police and firefighters and other emergency service personnel. And you might know some of them and over the years know some of them well, but they change. They come and go. They get promoted, go to other agencies, get shit canned. They do all sorts of stuff like that. And you might just know their name or you might know their voice. Uh, But they're they're sort of strangers, right? Right, they are. And the way things, I, I guess since it's been, when I was a Newport dispatcher, it was like brothers and sisters. They would do it. Not that they wouldn't do anything for you now, but sure. I don't know who 280 is. I've never met 280 a day like in a my life. Number or yeah. something like that. I don't know who he is. I know his name. I've never seen him. I couldn't pick him up out of a lineup, but you know, I know who 210 is. But see, I think there's a <laughs> well, yeah, because he's been around a while, or whoever right. that might be. So, but I think there's a connection here that that the pattern that I notice is that you in your rocks organization, though you have. At the same time, strangers helping strangers. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, we don't know who these people are. Don't know. I mean, the basic, I, I can see your Facebook profile. Does it bother you if like someone, because you, you'll hear this a lot of times in circles when, you know, somebody will be on the corner begging for something, you know, usually it's, a, it's cash or something like that, or people are often want to call a church, like where I serve, uh, wanting something rental assistance or yeah or help with that and, and a lot of times and then and you always hear that person that you run around will say I don't know why you give that to them because they're just gonna they're just gonna take it and go get drunk or something right. like that That's- right well that in my mind if well there was a there was a guy that was frequenting the target and he came up to my daughter we actually saw him eating garbage out of the garbage can in front of the liquor store and my daughter said, I, I have to help him. So she got out and gave him some money. And he told her a story about it. He tried, he's trying to get $12 to get a license. She gave him a 10 and another lady walking by gave him $2. So he had his $12 to go get his license. Well, a month later, he's out still saying he didn't know my daughter helped him when he come up to me. And he said he needed twelve dollars to get his license. I said, "Hold on a second. I said, "My daughter helped you last month, so he ended up being one of them frequent persons right. that does that all the time. But when that happens to me, I'm, I'm not going to give him twelve dollars again, but right. the first time my daughter gave him ten dollars, she felt good about herself. she you know it made her feel good. She felt like she was helping somebody, and I told her that that if he is scamming this just like with people in rocks if somebody is taking advantage of any member's kindness or my kindness i just go with god knows what i did god knows my heart and he knows where my thinking lied in trying to help you 
And if you go do something wrong with it, that's on you. That's on you. Right. And, and it doesn't give us license as people to treat someone else disrespectfully because they're doing something that isn't in my ethical values or something like that, because, you know, it would be easy to say, Oh, you piece of shit, you've done this, that, and the other thing, and you're scamming this kind of stuff and and blah, blah, blah. And, and that would be easy to do, or you can just still, you might not give them $12, but you, they can still be treated kindly. Right. Right. Yeah. Just walk away. Just walk away. Don't help them. You don't have to be rude or anything like that. But there was this, that just reminded me of this. There's another group. I think it's done been shut down by now. Um, sorry if that wasn't proper English. Done been shut down. So you are from Bellevue. <laughs> Touche. Um, I had people telling me, don't let this girl in your in rocks because she's a scammer. Well, she actually started a group. I can't think of the name of it. But um, she actually started a group and she would take in donations as I used to when I was doing stuff for Good Samaritans and, and for rocks. I still I had a house full of donations. She was selling them. She was taking people's car seats and she was selling them on Facebook Marketplace and people caught her with a garage full of stuff. She actually got in trouble with the law. She had a garage full of people's property and some people got to go say, that's mine, that's mine and you know prove that the stuff was theirs and get their stuff back, but some of them didn't. But she was taking people's stuff and just selling it to make money off of it. I couldn't imagine doing that. See, I think this is a really important point for the first responder community to remember and I think it applies to many others as well is that you are exposed, in, and even in this nonprofit work of rocks, you are exposed to people who are a small percentage of a, of a much larger population. And the much larger population, they, um, they are of, of a mindset of they're not calling you on, your worst, on their worst day. You know, you, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say ever so uneloquently is that it's easy to get jaded yes. based on a small percentage of people that ruin it for everybody else or attempt to ruin or scam. And so it's on you not to get jaded. And I think it's important for people. You've got to see a bigger picture here. Yeah. And it's not just about that one guy, you know, and, and I think sometimes people use that as an excuse not to help. Well, I'm not going to give them anything because this one time. Right. You they, know, they do. And people will message me and let me know. Like, they'll be like, I'm just make up a name. I don't sure. know. Jane, John Doe. Um, John Doe's asking for something again. And I saw him in a different group asking for the same thing. And he got it in that group. And now he's trying to get it in your group. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go check out Don, John Doe and, and see what he's asking for and see what he got. And you, you just get removed out of the group. I don't say anything to the person. I don't call them any names. I don't message them on Facebook and say, I heard you're scamming. I just block. <laughs> I just hit the, the block bl- button the on their old, name. You're out. You're right. You're out. And then p- people always say, um, they, you know, they saw somebody else asking for something or they saw them asking for something in another group and they're going to try to get something from you. And I'm like, well, if I see them try to do that, when the post comes through, I'll, I will just hit decline. It's not going to happen. There's no telling how much, if we could put a financial value to the the total amount of money that all these various items cost over the, how many years has rocks been going on? Uh, we started in September of 17. 
Okay, so almost five five, five years, years for then. rocks, and then a couple years in the other groups. in the other group. So there's no telling tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, it's got to be higher of goods and services provided to people. No background check, no income verification, no, no. anything. You just said that you needed and 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 you trust them that they do. And then if they uh, screwed you over on that, well, then that's on them. And but because th- it's about you and your giving, and 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 I think. That's that's the beautiful thing, and what's interesting to me, and and as a, you know, as a priest in the church, and where we have organizations and endless committee meetings and and strategies and focuses and all the social service agencies in our cities and towns, and they do fantastic work. I'm not taking anything away from them. There's a difference though between that and then just going and doing it, right? Yeah, and that's what you do. Right. I think there's a lesson to learn there. Well, I I just give people the benefit of the doubt and, and just go back to what I just said a few minutes ago. If they're doing something shady on that, that's on them. And if I have what they need, you know, and they can ask for things in multiple groups. They can be in 10 of these groups. I don't know. I don't care. But if you if you ask for something in rocks and you ask for something in, you know, Good Samaritan, since we already talked about that, if you just have to put that it's cross-posted, and if you get help in Good Samaritans, just come back to this post and say, hey, I already got what I needed. Thank you guys anyway. Right. You know, and we'll just close off their commenting and stuff like that. But when people do, just when people don't do things that, I guess, we have like 10 rules. 10 really simple rules. And And please and thank you. Please and thank you. No buying or selling. Um, Be respectful. No rudeness, no drama, no pets. That is a big thing with me too. I can't even remember. I can't believe I didn't bring that up. I don't let anybody ask for or offer animals of any kind. Yeah. That, That breaks my heart because people want them to do bad things with them. I don't like that. You can ask for crates and cages and food and you know puppy pads and all kinds of stuff for your animals but not giving away an actual animal i I don't like that right i don't want something bad to happen to it and then i'm like oh i was a part of that i don't want to be a part of that and it's your um, site so you don't have to be right (laughs) well well you know i still feel like i would allow it to happen or something like that but i mean people do all kinds of things i could give them a mattress and they could set it on fire i don't know whatever I just try to help people as much as I can. So what tell me about the joy that you find in doing so. Um, it's a, it's the a cheesy counselor question. How does that make you feel? I feel happy. Right? I, my day is made if I see somebody in, and I don't even have to have anything, any involvement in it at all. John might ask for dishes and Sue might have them. And I just sit here and just watch it happen. John asked for them. Sue had them. They went and met. The exchange was done. He said, my needs been met by Sue. Thank you very much. Close off the commenting. And I'm like, ah, that was lovely. I appreciate it. And I'll, I'll send them a message. Thanks for doing that. Or I'll comment on the post Mm -hmm. need was met by Sue. Thank you guys so much, you know, and just close it off. And that one's done. I think it also points out the fact that we have a lot of stuff. We do. I do too. I, I I have so much stuff. I can change out my decor in my house and, and like put things away and bring things out and put things away and change my, the way my whole house is with all my stuff. You know, I know you didn't come here to talk about this today, but I, one of the things that I'm amazed of in our country, and it's not a pleasant thing, 
is that we literally have almost more than everyone else, and yet people really worry about whether or not there's going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, yeah, and it's like, that's ugly. It is ugly. You know, it's like, oh, my God, is there going to be enough for me? Yeah. In, well, the people that went and hoarded all the gas and the people that hoarded all the toilet paper and stuff like that and then tried to sell it for $9 a roll. Right. What? <laughs> Here I am giving it away. <laughs> I have an extra roll. <laughs> you got that a half a roll. That actually happened. I did give some toilet paper away. I remember when COVID first came out and there wasn't a paper towel to be found. And I was right. walking down the street or something and, and some lady saw my clerical collar and she's, and, uh, and she said, do you happen to have um, some paper towels? And I was like, well, I'm sure I do somewhere or something. And, and I said, sure. I, I um, and, and she says, well, here's my address. Bring them to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we've get, we get that and, a lot, too. And I was like, well, okay, the Lord God and God's goodness wants me to take paper towels to someone today. And so the, so the dog and I walked from 3rd Street to 9th Street. Did you feel good? Yeah, of Made course. Made you feel good, yeah. Of course, because that was the pathway that was placed in your in your way that day. Yeah. And what you were really supposed to do. That was and something you had to do today. So, you know, I think this is this is the golden rule in practice. This is the idea that we were all basically taught in Sunday school, if you were blessed enough to go, in everything, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yes. What a perfect example and of that. And there's been times when I've needed to make a post in my group, when I've needed something. Nine times out of ten, it's for somebody else. That I'm trying, I mean, I'm not going to act like I don't need things because I do. You know, sometimes I I get on there and ask for something too. And people help me. And I think it's a good thing. Do you think there's a stereotype that goes around? I I do. I'll I'll be biased. I think there is. I think there's a lot of, what I noticed on your group is that the overwhelming majority of people that ask for things, they're working. Maybe it's a single parent who has a couple of children but it's not like they're sitting around doing nothing all right. day long. But I think, especially for people in the public service business, that it is hard to ask when you need something. Yeah. And a lot of people will start their posts like that. They'll, uh, you know, I've never asked here before, or I'm kind of embarrassed, or, or I've had people reach out and message me and ask me if I will make the post for them so they can remain anonymous. And then the notifications and the, the offers will come in to me and then I match them up with them because they don't want, you know, I've never asked for anything before. I feel bad. You know, I feel, you know, I, I don't know what kind of words they use to explain and describe themselves, sure. but they just, they just, it's embarrassing, I guess. So there's something more here them. than just the actual transaction of I have a need and you provide it. It seems to me like there's some legitimate human interaction. At least that's, oh, what, absolutely. You're, that's what you're striving I've, I've for. I've met some very good friends in this group. I have some very close friends that I've been friends with since the beginning. They're there for me. And we go out and do things, hang out and whatever, and, and run the group. And it, it, it's, I've met some really great people. And how much money does it take to hearts. operate your group a year? Zero. Isn't that fascinating? Not one, one penny. It just takes people who are willing to share out of the abundance that they have either been given or earned. Yeah. And, and just makes things better for somebody else that day. 
Well, that just made me feel great what you just said. It's good. Right? If I, I mean, I want your, I want a post to come across that I have, you know, I have extra, you know, I keep saying spoons. I'm just going to keep using yeah, it. You've been on I'm going to keep tonight. using spoons. Up, I don't know. I've never, whatever. But anyway, um, I, I want to have what you need. If you were to make a post, does anybody happen to have a paper? And I, I want to have it. As soon as I read the post, I'm like, oh, I wish I had that because I want to be the one to help them because it makes me feel good. And if it can't be me, then I'll let the post in the group and hopefully somebody else can help them. And then sometimes I'll go back after a couple hours later and I'll check back in on the post and see what's going on. And somebody's already helping them. Somebody's taking paper to them. Um, and that makes me feel good. But are there ever times that you just like to hell with this? I'm done with this. You all have just frustrated me to no end. And yeah. I, and I get cussed out when people violate the rules and then they get blocked from the group or kicked out of the group or their post gets denied. Um, I've been called every name in the book. They'll private message me. How dare you take me out? I need this or I need that. And uh, well, first of all, it's not the being in the group and any group isn't a guarantee. There's no guarantee that you get to stay. And I, you know, I keep bumping the rules every now and then so people can see what they are. And sometimes it says, you know, I, I don't know. It gets aggravating when people do. They, they, think I'm in total control of the whole thing. And I'm not, not, I'm not, no, no. Jesus said that to love your enemies, which is hard work, do good and lend and expect nothing in return. Nothing. And your reward will be great. The reward is great, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. It's a good feeling. I like helping people. So if you want to become a part of the group in Northern Kentucky, how would somebody go about doing that? Um, they can get in their Facebook and search for rocks, R period, O period, C period, K period, S period. And that's ripples of caring, kindness, kindness and, support. and support. Lena, thanks for joining me today on St. Florian's. You are just a wonderful, wonderful child of God. Oh, thank you. And every blessing upon you and this group and all the people that share what they have been given to make somebody else, uh, to help someone else who is in need. And you know you have a friend here if you need us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You've been listening to St. Florian's with Father Matthew Young, the podcast that tells the stories of those who serve the common good. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, where else? Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all sorts of other places that I can't even remember where they are. Until then, take care of yourself. 